Welcome to our weekly Wednesday Shear. I'm afraid once again I'm not doing it at night. I have no real excuse. Um, this Shear is the Nishmas of Chosid Shalom Ben Yeshua. And as well the upcoming outside of my mother, the Shalom. Sarifka Bashalmeira Koyin, the upcoming outside on Yutes Menachem Ov. Sorry. I'm supposed to have a technician here. Adjusting the camera. Yes, if I gave it at night, maybe we'd have it. Chamisha Osabov, Mishnah says, the end of Gilam at the end of Tainus. Proceeding, of course, noticeably, before Yom Kippurim even. There is no Yom Tevayidin as special, as great as Chemisha Asabav. And it goes on to explain many, many different reasons for this Yom Tev. For the Yidin, Today, the main yom to visit Rasi Tachman. Said this before: if the goyim knew how much pleasure you didn't have when they don't have to say Tachman, two things actually: if they, when they don't have to say Tachman, and when they can correct the balkera. These are two tainugim that no one in the world could ever experience unless you're Jewish. So the Goyim knew about this Tainugim, they would all convert on the spot. Okay, enough of jokes. Chamish HaSubav. One of the reasons that the, the celebration of Chamish HaSubav is because of the marriage was now allowed again to Intishvatim between different Shvatim. More importantly, the story of Pelagish Begiva, the outcome of Shev Binyamin being Osir to marry into the Jewish nation and now being permitted once again. It wasn't actually permitted because they weren't allowed to. The Isu was Mamish and Isu Leilam. What they did was they famous story how they took the women who went out into the fields, they told Sheb you can come to the field at this time and you can find people to marry there sorry um, we're talking about marriage already which Hamish Asabov is so prominent about they tell the story of the Six day war, famous six day war in Israel, 1967. The media yeshiva, the dining room, doubled as a bismedrish and as a shelter. It wasn't the most secure of shelters, but it was better than nothing. And they sat and learned there. When the war was over, a few yeshiva barkham went up onto the roof. I guess the Fabreng, or to maybe catch a cigarette, or just to see the Gavas Habele, 
And they saw three bombs had fallen on the roof, but they hadn't exploded. Had they exploded, the building would have been collapsed, would have been finished. So they came down, they told us to the Shiva of Chayyish Malevich, and he spoke about it in the Drasha. He said, Bachar, I want you to know. Chas Vashalim, you should think that you're such big holy boys and you learn so well, and it's in your schus that these bombs did not go off. Not far from where I was learning, there was an Aguna. An Aguna is a woman whose husband disappeared. No trace. So she can't get married again. She can't remarry. She's not divorced. And she's stuck. This Aguna was stuck, not just Tamazai. She had five Kindalach. And she's very, very poor. And she feeds the children from the few pennies that she can earn. She cleans houses. When the bombs are falling very heavy, she was holding on to her children, and she says, You know, that if I would bring my husband to your court, to Bezden Shamila, and say what he did, I would win the court case. He ran away from me. He left me with the children. But I moichel him for all the distress, the heartache that he caused me. It's in this chus, said that we were saved. And these bombs did not go off. Schus of this Ishit Tzikhanius. Not sharing an Ishit Tzikhanius. Tzadikim. The Yidr of Yaakov, who was the father of Arna Godel. The Kalina. The Tzadik Levracha. He was a Tzadik Mekubal. One year of Yaakov was the Chazan for Maidam in Yom Kippur. He died the next year long Shemineser. Finally, took the three steps back. One of the wealthy members of his medish walked over to him and smacked him in the face. Come on, little son. No. Or some say because he was giving out by Kalnidim and and he gave to everybody and he gave to this rich man and he gave towards the end. And he smacked him and said, I deserve to get first. Either way, I patched the Bakuman and he didn't respond at all. He didn't flinch. After davening, he greeted everybody, wished them a good yom a good yor. Did not tell a single iota of anger on this person's face. Then some people went over to the basement of the basement, went over to try to appease him. To understand, he's on our day, he's in Kippur. Yaakov told him there's no need. He had no fadibal whatsoever, no anger towards this person. And in this chus, the mile they saw this, in this chus, Reb Aaron was born to this man. Powerful story. As all stories of Chassid Shemaisis are. It's a story also, Reb Chinuch and children, families. The master of the Briskerov once asked him about opening a girl's yeshiva. 
a girls' school for to be makarev girls kirev school, as they call it. And he was very for it. And he explained the story. He told the story, which honestly, all due respect, as a chassid of the rabbi, I can tell you so many more such stories. I've told her the story of the girl who came home from release time with the lighter, wanted to light candles for Shabbos. Release time is a Wednesday program, Wednesday hour, that the Bachrim, sometimes sometimes girls, even the majority of the children are girls in that school, they go to different public schools before dismissal, and they take the children to a shul, a local shul, Bismadish, whatever it might be, and they teach them something about Yiddishkeit. This particular case, they taught the children about the girls about lighting candles. She came home. The Rebbe tells the story very, several times by Febregen. She came home and she told her mother, "I want to light candles." A little five, six-year-old girl. So mother says, "Okay, it's not today. It's Shabbat for Shabbos." She says, "Yes, Friday." And she tells exactly what time. 5.14. Okay. The mother said, till Friday, this Wednesday night, there's no way the kids are remembering. Bye, Yim. And it comes Friday. And the child starts. Hey, excuse me, what time is it? It's 11 o'clock. A bit later. What time is it? 12. And all day long, the child is going on and on. What time is it? What time is it? Because remember, Ima, remember, Mommy, at 5.14, I have to light candles before that. Well, what should she say? Child means it. So came the time, child lit candles. I said, Mommy, read the bracha with me. They read the blessing with me. I don't know it. And she read the bracha with her. And they let the candle burn. All right. Happens. But the next Friday, next Wednesday, he says, she came with another licht. Another candle. Oh boy. Next Friday night, she lit again. She lit again. And uh, it was a little uh, eerie, shall we say, in the house. Candle lighting, burning. Third Friday, the mother said, okay, if she's insisting on lighting a third time, which she was, we may as well put it in front of the middle of the dinner table where we're eating. We're eating dinner anyway. This went on for a few weeks. And then finally, the father says, we're eating dinner around the Shabbos candle, the Shabbat candle, to make it a Shabbat dinner. I said, okay, how do you make a Shabbat dinner? So they went and found out, you have to get Kiddush, wine, challah, and they did. And he got the Kiddush, he found the papers and he read it, he was able to read Hebrew, whatever, he made Kiddush, and then they made Amoitzi and challah, and they went back to the thing. But the thing was not much anymore, because it was already established by the third, fourth week, that during the time the candle's burning, no television's on. No answering phones. Eventually, the family became Shem Shabbos Tehidah Mitzvahs. 
story the Rebbe tells many times. In this particular case, we'll go back to the story of the Briskadov, that he told of a girl that was becoming from, of an accident, not from family, and of a chachman of the son. One day, the father says to the parents, Seita, we got to go away for Shabbos. We need you to stay in the store. Shabbos. Listen, don't mix your business with our business. We need you to stay in the store because it starts to be open. So, the girl never went into the store. And she sat there davening a whole day, please, Hashemunish them. Don't, don't send any customers. Don't make me be Michal Shabbos. It's going very quiet all day long. Mitamol, man comes in, minichatayim, and he's looking around, and she says, please don't let him find what he wants. And he finds something, he says, exactly what I'm looking for. How much is it? The girl had to think fast. She didn't want to ring this guy up, she didn't want to be Michal Shabbos. She gave him an exorbitant amount. Sugar a number. The man looks at her and he says, Are you off your mind? She says, That's the price. You don't want it? Don't buy it. So he walked out. Lo and behold, half hour, 40 minutes later, he comes back. You know what? I'll take it. She looks at it and she says, Whoa, 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 whoa sorry, made a mistake. It's much more. She says, no problem. I need it, I love it, I want it. I'll pay that price too. Oh, here she says, and she looks at the clock, this 15 minutes of Shabbos. She says, tell me, mister, can you do me a favor? He says, sure. Can you wait 15 minutes? I can't ring you up on Shabbos. He says, sure. And he sits down, takes a paper, And Shabbos finishes, and she says, okay, I can ring you up, and I want to give you the price that it really is. And he says, no. I'm going to give you the price you asked for. She says, but, but it's not worth it. It's, it's, it's a 99 cents item. I can't give you, ask you for $150 for it. She says, no, 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 no. I agreed. That's what I wanted. I wanted to buy it. That's what I'm paying and he paid her. No, the parents come back. And they see this big amount of money. Said, hey, you did pretty good today. She explains to them exactly what happened. I davened all day, nobody should come. And it worked, nobody came. And then, this customer came in, towards the end of the day. And I told him a tremendous crazy price, and he said, no, he walked out, and he came back. He agreed on the price. I made him wait till after Shabbos before I rang him up. And he didn't mind. Then he told me he wants to pay the, regular, the price that I asked him. Parents were so nispone. The sincerity of their child. And even more so, the way Hashem answers Hatvilas. They said, My maidle. We're on board with you. 
whole family became Shemeshabbos, Tzid and Mitzvahs. So this, I guess, the Biskidov uses to say that one Medela could be, bring a whole family in to become Frum. So if you have a school like that for such girls, Asherchim. So to all the Shluchim throughout the world, who the Rebbe insists to not do Kiriv Rechokim, because the Rebbe says you can never have Shalom imply that a Yid is Rachik, is far. Every Yid is connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, B'Neshama, B'Neshmasei, B'Gufei, B'Atzmei, this whole essence, the soul. So therefore the Rebbe is very adamant about not saying Kiriv Rechokim, but Mimekarav Ayid, Really need closer. In that case, it doesn't have to be somebody with tattoos, somebody smoking, somebody doesn't know the way doesn't wear yarmulke, doesn't need kosher. Come on, son. Every yid, your brother, your sister, your cousins, every yid of all walks of life, you can be mikarv. You can bring them closer to Yiddishkeit and to Taylor mitzvahs, mitavart, with a smile, with a hint. Chamisha Asr of One of the mainstays One of the mainstay points of Chamisha Asr of the biggest, one of the biggest simchas the Yidin knew they were going into Eretz Yisrael. Also for those that uh, keep track of these things Chamisha Asr of is Gemati Eksiv Eksimateva So those that say the Deir Amidbar knew they were going into Yisrael. Imagine, my friends, every year on Tishabov. If you were between 20 and 60 years old, you went to lay down in this ditch, Tishiba by night, not knowing if you're going to get up in the morning. And that's how people died. They died in, this, in these ditches. And these are people, the people woke up in the morning, those who woke up, got out and said, okay, I survived another year. And they knew that we were going to live another year, at least. Came the year 2488. In the year 2488, the Eden that had to go in went into the ditch. Tishba by night. The next morning they all woke up. Doesn't make sense. Nobody died. You know what? Maybe we have the date wrong. They did it again the next night. And again, everybody woke up. And this went on and on until Chamish Asa Had they known Chamish Asa? Because the moon was full. If the moon is full, you know that it's the 15th already. There's nothing to negotiate anymore. The moon was full. Chamish Asa That's when it was declared that the Mesa Midbar will stop dying.
And this is one of the greatest simchas of Tubov. The fact that we know that we have Avtoche from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we're going to go into it as well. And Mishael Tubov gave the Avtoche to the Eden, the Ramidbar, that the goddess of the Midbar was over and they were ready to go into that throw. So let's talk about the Pasha and see how much we can cover. Most important Pasik, top headline, Vilimartem Esam as Benechem the Dabirbom. Teach us to your children and speak to them, speak with them. From this Pasuk we learn the father is obligated to teach their child, Taylor. Now Trevor writes, a father is obligated to teach his young son Taylor, like it says in the Pasuk, the Maratimation is Benechim and Dabarabam. From when is he obligated to teach him, says Al Rebbe? From when he begins to speak, he should teach him. What does he start teaching with? Teira, Tziva, Lano, Mesha, Mirasha, Kehilas, Yaakov. Teira was commanded to us by Mesha, an inheritance for the Kehilah of Yaakov. Also, first passage of Shema Yisrael. These two things he teaches the child as soon as they're able to talk. Teach them, say, Teira, Tziva, and then Shema, Tekzu Degelach, Shema Yisrael. Oh, it means cover your eyes. But we already had in the Teda, back in the beginning of Eschanan, where it says, Eila Advarim, Ashatziva Eschem Ayim. And it talks about teaching the the children thoroughly, teaching Teda thoroughly to your children. That command, however, is a much higher advanced level of Teda. And a much higher advanced level of students. When the child is able to grasp and retain Teda, that he's actually taught Teda, not just the words Teda, Tzimilano. Another thing, the Chachamim say, the Chazal say, that children refers to here Tamidim, Eilat Tamidim. Students, the spiritual children of a person. And this mitzvah to teach them thoroughly, the children, is obligation upon the people that can learn, and they should to all those who desire to study Teda, even those who are not biologically related to them, they should invest in them, teaching them Teda. Whereas here, the mitzvah is given, this refers to the early stage of child's education. Just beginning to speak, and Ashi explains, this is meant literally, from the moment the son learns, knows how to speak. You need to teach him, this is what he should be saying. Yeah, I know what you're all thinking. Children are like papagai. They're like um, 
parrots, parakeets. They, <laughs> the Baba used to say, Alt the Kain The old people in the house chew things over, and the young ones spit it out. They hear, absorb everything, and they repeat it word for word verbatim. And unfortunately, they get hit for it. They get punished for saying something. You say, hey, excuse me, the child says, I heard this from you. You said this. You said this to mommy, you said this to Tati, whatever it was. Why am I getting punished for it? Go explain to the child, we're allowed to. You're not allowed to. Double standards do not work. If it comes out of the heart, it goes into the heart. And therefore, a person who is truly, through and through, thoroughly invested in Tera, will see to it that he does the same for their children, educates the children the same way. And this obviously begins at home, and obviously it's an obligation on the parents to clearly teach the child so this is the most important and integral part of the parasha two other very very important parts of this parasha one we'll talk about the man that fell from heaven and secondly we can fit it all in. I want to discuss the story of the Cheta Eagle, the sin of the golden calf. Because after all, realistically speaking, sorry, the sin of the golden calf took place in 2448. We are currently in 5780. Why are we still paying for that? What lesson does it still teach us in today's day and age? Pasik tells us, let's go back to the man, Amachil Chaman Bamidbar Hashem Yadun Avesachel Aman Anitzcha. That he fed you with man in the desert. What was mon something your ancestors had no idea what it was? In order to f- afflict you. Talks the whole sugi of the mon. And says this is quite literal. In order to afflict you, to torture you. According to one explanation, what that means because you didn't have mon in the fridge or in your cabinet you got your mon your daily portion you ate it and you finished and it finished until the next day you did not see mon one of the most painful afflictions to a person is not having pas bisali, not having bread in his basket. And this is what they didn't have. 
they didn't have the next day, that night, midnight snack, there was none. There's nothing left. Till the next morning when the man fell again. So yes, sat there by the table full, I couldn't eat another thing. But the fact that I don't have another thing to eat, my stomach starts to feel it, and my mind starts to play games with me. On the other hand, the ruchnius, the spiritual qualities of the mon, Since it's spiritual, the fact that people were vulnerable and hungry comes through as a praise. The fact that Mun had no shelf life shows it's above anything physical. And one of the basic characteristics physical reality is that it existed in a certain time work, a frame, framework a certain framework of time for this day and this day only it expired at the end of the day the man on the other hand because it inherently inherently was above nature. It did not have a lifespan like all other creations. Additionally, in keeping with this same system, the rising above nature, the man was visibly reliant on Akadish Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu needed to bring Mon each day into existence. He made a new creation, Mon today. Monday's Mon, Tuesday Mon, Wednesday Mon were new creations. Unlike the rest of the creations, the cow the person owned, the sheep the person owned, the chicken the person owned, he owned it until he shechted it. One day, three, five, ten days. This appeared spontaneously. So the mud in essence was a food of paradoxes. People that were seeking a sense of self-sufficiency and independence, the mud caused them anxiety and affliction. But for a humble man of faith who had when he got the nourishment from the Mon, this is the greatest source of delight and pleasure. They pushed felt God's influence in the mon. There was nothing to talk about. There was no ifs, ands, and buts. This explains, if you can score on the Gemara Brachis, Memechesam and Beis, Meshe, Composed the first parsha of Bichas Hamazon. First possible, the first chapter, paragraph of Bichas Hamazon, Meshabenu created. 
As it says, Vachalta Vesavaita Virachta. So that has to be Virachta, so he created the first Hazan. Who was the Savata? Nobody was satisfied. Why did they have to have a Barakta? But now we understand what we said about the Mon. How the Ruchnius of the Mon took care of the person. And if a person was a Balmadrege and a Maimon, the Mun of Shuta, he got what he needed from the Mon. Mom was referred to as Lechem in Hashemayim. Lechem in Hashemayim. A spiritual, godly, as we said, food. And it had the taste of anything you wanted with no seeds. Today it's a kunz. It's not a big kunz. You get everything seedless. Seedless watermelon, seedless cucumbers, whatever you want. On the other hand, though, the man said, the man was, as we said, it gave and sated the person, truthfully, and each person got their portions alone. But as we said, the person did not have pas pasali, as if you keep your score at home, but it says, no comparison somebody who has bread in the basket the one who doesn't have so although the man had every taste that you wanted it was not comparison no comparison somebody sat and saw what they were eating you couldn't compare it to somebody who sits and sees their food in front of them you didn't see the rib steak and I'd be amiss not to say it although I say it every year probably but it's a gewaldic beautiful word the Pasuk says tells us we can't lend him near the Shabbos tortured you afflicted you and I gave you the month to eat. From here we learn, Nadir Shabbos Kedish, lighting of Shabbos candles. Where does that come in? So, as we're saying now, when you don't see what you're eating, it's torture. It's torture. I smell it, I taste it, maybe. Or here in this case, there's no smell, it's taste. Taste it 100% the rib steak, 100% the french fries, 100% the chicken, Allah, who knows what. I will testify, I will attest, I don't think anybody in the Midbar that eight men thought they were eating sushi. You can quote me on that. Don't let the Japanese tell them, hear about it. Anyway, eating the man, the torture of the man is compared to Nehra Shabbos Kedish. We learn out from Hineh Shabbos Kedish. Because the fact is, you did not see the man, you did not see the food that you were eating, and therefore it was torturous. In the olden days, you didn't have the chandeliers and the lights and everything else. 
You sat down to the, shop, to the table to eat, you sometimes had a little candle in the corner that lit it up, and you saw where your chicken was, and sometimes somebody ran off with your chicken, you didn't know what happened to it, and you didn't know why you couldn't eat anything. What did you have on Shabbos? Shabbos, you went there to Shabbos Kedish. Why? Because on Shabbos it says, we can also the Shabbos Enik. One needs to have pleasure on Shabbos. It takes away Enik Shabbos, but I don't see my food. Therefore, there is Shabbos so lit, so that I should have the Enik Shabbos. How do I know if I take away the, the light, I don't have Enik Shabbos? Because the man, they say, we didn't have the man, by Yanukha, by Anyway, within this mon, we have a contradiction, or seeming contradiction. A poor man and a rich man ate the same food. They were sitting eating the same thing. One side, it was perfect. It had everything it needed. From the other side, you felt deprived. And although you were sated, you were not sated. But the truth is, it's not a contradiction. It's two sides of the coin. The man itself, as we said, was a tremendous mohus. It's Matthias. It was a very, very refined and spiritual existence. It was a godly bread with no boundary to it. No pits, no seeds, as we said before. Taste whatever you wanted, as we said before. But because of that, when the man came down onto the physical world, person could not go gather it like they gather all other physical uh, properties. Sometimes people go by the Yamsuf. You didn't saw all the gold and silver. They were grabbing gold and silver. You didn't have a limit to how much you could grab. Whatever filled your hands. And pockets. Here, didn't work that way. The person did not see within the food what they were really thought they were eating. And therefore, it was missing the ray of Eichel. So, in order to get the man in the fitting, in the befitting fashion, a person needs. To take your, turn away all physical worldly pleasures. Only then is he able to accept the richness of this man. And the eating of the man in the midbar was a hachana, was a preparation for Makim and Kirim Teremitzis, and that's Israel. It gave a kayach for the person to understand the two different concepts here. The two difficulties standing before them. The trials and tribulations of the rich and the trials and tribulations of the poor. The rich 
goes into literally a concept of danger, a level of danger. Because the rich man can fall into the trap of the Yitzhara and think, My hand, my Kayach, I made this empire, this richness. Whereas the poor person believes, No bad comes from heaven. I'm a simple person, whatever I get, I get. So even when I'm punished, when I'm, in, when I'm hurting, when I'm not happy, I know it's from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Tachlis HaTayv. So the Mon therefore gave us this lesson. To take these two directions. The rich man learns from the Mon that his richness is not his own, but comes from heaven. Not my see the other. The poor man learns from the Mon that the flowing godliness the way it comes from Umayla is tremendous Tev Tev Mufla but unfortunately not always someone grasps these ideas if you mix them up not enough that you won't have a clear head about it you're going to be mechalkly, you're going to destroy yourself. You drive yourself crazy. Turn south. So the way to accept good that comes of Mila is to free ourselves from any inhibitions. Free ourselves from any outside thinkings. And of course, never, God forbid, say, and to rely in a way fully in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when the person frees himself from these boundaries and believes totally in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Makara Teva Chesed the source of good and the kindness then he merits to see the true Baracha the hands the work of his hands the toil and to accept the goodness and kindness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in the physical realm. Same thing also spiritually. The way to accept Eira which is called Lechem Min Hashemayim, especially Pnimiyas Atera, which has no Pseilus. This is through a person saying, being a Keli Reikan, empty vessel. And therefore, all my me is nothing. There's no me here. Said last week, story out forever. And then there's Eichat in Mechabul, the light, which is built in Mughal of Tera. So that's a pretty much, in a nutshell, about the Mond for this week. Let's visit another part. And I grabbed 
whole of the two luchas the Pasuk tells us. I threw them to the ground and broke them before your eyes. All the Mepharshim go crazy here. Mesh was carrying the luchas. What do you mean he grabbed it? Echayim HaKadosh discusses it. But the truth was, the Luchas, if you know, the, the measurements, was a very, very, very heavy thing. But because HaKadosh Baruch Hu had written this Luchas, Maisha put his hands underneath it, but it was flying. Here, Maisha saw what's going on with the eagle, he grabbed it and he threw it to the ground. One explanation why you have to grab it, legal speaking, legal reasons. He wanted to establish his exclusive ownership of the Lucas. These were his. And therefore, it's his decision to break them. Taylor says that Kajikubaruch who gave Meishu the Luchas. If he keep his score on the Gemara and Adarim, Lamed Chesam and Aleph, translates this to say that Taylor was given to Meishu as a gift, and Meishu didn't intend to keep the Luchas for himself, but he was going to share them with the Jewish folk, the Jewish nation. Therefore, at this point, Meishu grabbed hold of it of the Luchas, before breaking them, and he re-established outright ownership. When he took it, it was everybody's. Now he took his own ownership, he took it and threw it to the ground and broke it. So it wasn't damaging something that didn't belong to him, this is actually his. And to see the other, on the other side, that Mesh's repossession of the Luchas, before he broke them. This all came from his extraordinary devotion, dedication to Kal Yisrael. Because by claiming ownership, Meisha sought to be sure that everyone was not punished for their behavior. They were not guilty or culpable for the breaking of the Lucas. So the Lucas got broken. And then Meshav says, Kaddish Baruch was angry, very angry. I went up again for 40 days and 40 nights. And again I davened for 40 days and 40 nights. And Kaddish Baruch said, Salakti Kedverecha. I forgive you. I forgive them. And I came back down into the world and I stayed another, I went up again for another 40 days and 40 nights. And I got the second Lucas. Sorry. Moshe tells the story in this passion. Not a story of the happening. Then Moshe says, randomly, he talks about the passing of Arnakim. Passing of Arnakim. Why? Why is he talking about passing of Arnakim? And then he adds, after Arnakayim died, his son-in-law took over. So 
So Rashi asks right away, because Rashi is the champion of the Mechamish Mikra, and he asks, what's going on over here? What does one have to do with the other? And Rashi answers, the connection between the two is simple. We see from here that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is so sad when a tzaddik passes away that he compares it or actually the other way around he compares the breaking of the Luchas no, the passing of a tzaddik is as sad to HaKadosh Baruch Hu as the breaking of the Luchas And that's why he mentions Aaron's death over here. So we end up with two questions. First of all, if it has to do with the Aaron's death, has to do with the breaking of the Luchas, why are you mentioning it here? You're mentioning it here by where the second Luchas were made. So what does the Kashim Yisos and Shasadikim have to do with the second Lucas? First of all, another thing, if you're talking about the passing of Tzadikim, why mention Vayichai and Allah's Ben Aytaktov, that Allah was crowned after him? You should just talk about the passing of the Tzadik. Aaron passed, and he died, and he's buried. That's it. Why mention the lesson? So, if you want to say that the intention here is to bring the passing of Adam and the breaking of Lucas together because of the severity of the issues, first you should have talked about exactly that. The passing of Adam, and then how sad it was we then talk about the breaking of the Lucas. But here it goes the opposite. It shows that Kodesh Baruch Hu Nisrat of Israel and gave them a second son of Lucas. He was happy with the Jews. He forgave them. Dayem Yem, written by the Fidik Rebbe, I can't, unfortunately, not bucky in dates. We could look it up. And Yemen tells us in the time of Shiach and the Eden Benkin, Eden will look back and remorsefully talk about the days of the goals. The goals take, baking of the goals take, he says. No. 
take enough to go to take. How's that possible? How's it possible? So we say that when Mashiach is going to come. No, so going back to our subject now. Call back Mami, she called me. Going back to our subject, we talk about the passing of Aaron and the breaking of the Lucas. How severe was this? When did they even notice how severe the breaking of the Lucas were when they received the second ones? As long as they didn't get the second set of Lucas, they thought they're getting back the same thing. Only Temporarily did they think such. When Moshe Rabbeinu comes down with Lucas, then now he yud, unlike the ones, the first ones that were done by Akadosh Baruch Hu. They saw how much they lost out. After the fact that Akadosh Baruch Hu forgave the Yidden, and gave the second Lucas, only then did they see how severe the situation was. How severe it was that the first Lucas were broken. Because the first ones, the second ones are not in the same to make up, to compensate for the first. The first, as we said, was all Lucas, Maisa Hashem, Lucas, Maisa Lekim Hema, Amichta Mirtava Lekim Hu, Lucas, engraved through and through, and you were able to read it the same side, same thing from both sides. Sometimes you write a letter and you see on the other side of it is backwards. Here it was exactly the same on both sides. And it was through and through. So we find only after they got the second Lucas did they fill themselves, they were remorseful of the loss of the first ones. So much so, Mavis, the Yuchel Niskin, was a pain they couldn't fix. Because they lost the merit of Maisel the Kim. Do we see the same by Arnakayim? Arnakayim passed away, and what was the reaction? Okay, his son Alonso will take over. Ay. Elazar took over and he was not the same as Adam. And therefore they saw now, not when he passed away did they see how severe his loss was, but when the new, when the son was taken over, they saw the difference between the two, and that's where they saw the true loss that they had suffered. Just like they saw the loss of the first Lucas when they got the second ones, so too they saw the loss of Arnakayin when they were given by Yechayin Elazar So the fact that Aaron died, yes, it was a terrible thing. The whole cloud you saw mourned for 30 days. After the sun goes down, sun comes up again. 
will fill this place of Adam. Adam, maybe even be better and stronger. No, the Venavio are greater. Meshi says, Heim Gudayla Mimani Mimimech. However, when they saw Allah Ben Taqtav, Allah was a big tzaddik, but nothing compared to his father. Meshi Arna and Miriam said, on them it was said, they were the three shepherds. Elazar was not counted in. So here they saw the great loss of Aaron That's why the Tatum mentions it, Dafka over here. When it comes to the second Lukas, he brings down the Misas and Shalaharan and also brings down the Yachayan Elazar Taktov to teach us we're going to look back and we're going to have Mashiach come today we're going to look back on the on the Golos and say, oi, what did I miss out? Oi, the things I was able to accomplish when we were in Golos and I can no longer accomplish them now. Because now you'll have the Shekinah, you'll have everything doing it for you and helping you. Now is the time when we're sitting in Golos for a year to take out a safer during work. To yid to see another yid and say a good word in parsha, a good word from a teda, a good word from a medrash. This is today what we have to do. This is our mission, and not only a good word, but a good word. Hello, a shalom aleichem b'tashmechu, a real shalom aleichem. Chumano l'tzam, what we went through now with COVID nineteen. How many people were sitting in it, him, not saw, not being able to see another face. I said, my granddaughter in, in New Zealand was crying. She said, I want to see people. We have the Ayyayim in front of us. Oh, I was only why it's still fresh in my mind. It's from Gimel Menachemov. See, Hazrat Abrashad, the Mashiach had Kumin, made of Yemeno Amen, and there's a bacon that the girl is taking. With our good deeds, with our Simcha Gedela, and we'll go from the Simcha of Tuba'ov to the Simcha Hamitis Vashlema, just like the Midden and the Midbar found out the Golis was over, we should be find we should find today our Golis is over, made of Yemeno Amen Sela, Kenya Hirotsun.